Hi, my name's Paul Bennett. You might know me as Sorda, and I play games. And I thought I'd give this podcast anything a go, because it seems like fun. So uh, this is very much a first try. Uh, I really want some uh, comments, feedback. Um, just rip me to pieces, because I, I want to be able to make a, a polished product. Just uh, some notes for this is that uh, you'll you'll hear some uh, background noise, people talking, things like that. And that's because uh, I couldn't quite get rid of all of that. And we, we recorded in a fire station. So every once in a while they get a call, there's a bit of activity. And generally speaking, we kind of shut up during those things and, and, and edit those things out. But sometimes there's just some things we, we can't get rid of. That That's a known thing. We'll, we'll work on that in future. There's also um, a bit of an unplanned chat afterwards. Now, I wasn't planning on recording anything past the game, but uh, we kind of devolved into a, a, a nice little chat about various role-playing game systems that we like and, and uh, ways in which we can storytell through the dice rolls. The problem with that, though, is that we were all packing up, so there's a lot of rustling, there's a lot of chairs moving um, and, and all that sort of stuff, so it might be a bit irritating, so sorry about that. So... Uh, this is Inspectors. If you look at my YouTube videos, you'll see my game in a car sleeve systems where Inspectors is my like my go-to thing. You're not going to have it in my pocket. There's there's almost no rules to it, and it, it's it's a really good game when most of your players don't turn up. So in this instance, we're going to play a 5e game. Hardly anyone turned up, so uh, we just sat and uh, had a game of Inspectors. The guys rolled through one game uh, really quickly, and we decided to um, have a go at the sequel and... <laughs> and record it for some strange reason. So, uh, Inspectors is a game by Memento Mori. Uh, Memento Mori Theatrics, I think. The base mechanic is that you have four skills, each with a dice pool. That dice pool represents the number of d6 that you roll on any given thing, and you're looking for the highest number that you roll. So when you roll, you might roll, say, 4d6. You're looking for the single highest number that you roll. That then equates to a result. If you roll high, you get to decide facts and you earn what's called franchise dice. If you have a stress roll, which is when the GM decides to hose you uh, or you're having a bad time, so you roll stress to see what happens, you're looking for the lowest number that you've rolled, and that determines the result. So if you roll nothing but a six, you know, nothing below a six, then you're fine, you get some benefit from that. If you roll a one, well, you're, you're in bad shape. So if your pool goes down to zero, you can call on uh, some common resources. So you'll hear me later on refer to things like uh, the gym card, the library card, the business card. Those are sets of dice that they've decided to pull together. They have a, a resource that starts in the middle and they sort of uh, divvy up dice between these various things that let them roll on various skills. And anyone can use those at any time. With franchise dice though, franchise dice are the pacing mechanic. And it's a really cool thing, is that basically I lay out a string of dice and every time they figure out a fact or two facts or something like that so when they roll high they figure out one or two facts that help them with the case and so I remove two dice from that line of dice so the players can see how how much time they've got left in, in the plot uh, how they need to be moving things along are they at the start of the story, are they in the middle do they need to be moving it on I'll also say that I've blatantly stolen loads of ideas from Dungeons and Randomness so uh, they, they do several episodes of Inspectors as a, a break from their regular programming and they're funny as hell, go listen to them now it's much better than me uh, so I was kind of put on the spot to decide people's faults and 
uh, flaws and their character traits. So I just I just took it from that because I couldn't think of anything on the fly because I'm rubbish. But uh, yeah, go listen to them; they're awesome. So without further ado, I will let the players introduce themselves. We will start with Adam. Okay, uh, position, I'm team captain. My talent is that I'm a former gigolo and apparently best at blowjobs. Uh, go figure. And my fault is that I suffer from narcolepsy. Awesome. Mike? Um, I, my talent is I'm a middleweight boxer who was disgraced with a betting scandal. And my fault is I'm a kleptomaniac. Nice one. Tom? I'm a former weatherman who was uh, fired for being too lazy from the news channel. Currently a technical team leader, and um, my fault is I have no inner monologue. Excellent. So, uh, this being Game of Inspectors, I'm going to start with the starting roll, uh, which is a five, a three, a nine, uh, six. Can I keep my tie from the last game? You can. Yes, please. Okay, so uh, you have recovered from the case of pigs in latex blankets. Yeah. And you've each had a, had a day off and you've come back after the weekend and you are feeling good, you're ready to, to get back into work. And uh, you get a call from upstairs, sitting in your inbox, which has come over the weekend and uh, they've said that they had a call from the police and they seem to be pretty up in arms about... Some mysterious destruction that's that's happened in an apartment. Okay? Those are all the facts I'm going to give you. The rest is up to you to come up with. All right? So, tell me what you're doing. I'm having a conversation with my tie, but no one seems to... It's like a one... All you guys seem to think it's a one-sided conversation, but it's, but we're getting into deep politics. So. <laughs> okay, um... I'm just kind of like finishing reading through the email from upper management congratulating us from our last one. So, Are you, you know. sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, we had a pretty successful thing. And we, we closed. framing it. Yeah, no, we, we, all right, it took us a bit longer than we'd expected because of the time dilation, but, you know, ultimately, we, we gave some good press for the company, you know, we, we closed down <laughs> an, an abduction ring, so, you know. In fact, um, for the people at home, uh, can you just explain where your office is located? Our office is located in the... Is it in the real world, or...? It's Narnia. Is it, is it actually in Narnia? So we're part of the Narnia division of the company. No, no, we're, we're human. It's just that we're in the Narnia branch, which is the, uh, the arse end of it. That's what I got. Right, okay, fair enough then, yeah. And the time violation was from? Uh, the fact that we t- travelled through a portal in someone's flat-screen TV to Never Neverland... Where the um, the time effects of Narnia work backwards, and a short period of time there is actually a long period in Narnia. So we we were gone for about twenty minutes, and we're actually gone for two months. And hopefully, we're going to piss off every other fandom with this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so who took the who took the incoming call? Who, who took the email? The, the incoming uh, job message. Well, I'm too busy, you know, kind of like. Loving myself over these like praising emails we're getting. You're too busy talking to your tie, so it's definitely as well. looks like you. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tom. Tell me about this job then. Uh, well, I received the call, but I seemed to be a bit annoyed with the person, <laughs> and they were um, a bit brisk on the phone with us, 
and a bit demanding. So where's my note in a monologue? Um, I kind of um, told them to hold their horses and stop shouting at us, which led to um, a dial tone and us calling them back, begging for the job. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine this is the police giving you this job. Yeah. This oh, is the wow. Narnia police. Okay, okay. Um, so. I don't know if they're as serious as the normal police. <laughs> So, uh, well, if the Narnia police and they dress in black and white, surely it's a bunch of badgers, or like skunks, you know, all that kind of like black and white creatures. It's canon. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's a black and white creature, it is a, a pig, basically. Narnia. <laughs> Apart from the actual pigs who are butchers. Yeah. All right. Apparently. <laughs> okay. So they're going to call you back. They've got your number. So roll me a contact die. Uh, so it's a contact roll. What have you got in contact? Two. Two. Roll me two. Die. Five minutes. Awesome. So we we'll take that six, uh, which is amazing. Describe the result and gain two franchise dice. So they call they call me back and they say that they've got this really big job which nobody else can solve. There's there's this house in in Narnia uh, which has had repeated sightings of the Jolly Roger <laughs> at night time floating past the windows of the house. Sighting the Jolly Roger float past like in the air. Yeah. Okay. In the air. And what's the other fact you learn from this? Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's there. There are rumours that Smee has gathered another group of uh, one of the pirates um, in remembrance of the old Captain Hook before his legacy was tarnished ever so slightly. Before we found out who was fake. <laughs> and Mike's dad. <laughs> okay. All right. Distress. Uh, so, sorry, can we, can we, do, can we summarise that? Because I've got to write this down. <laughs> so it's, uh, they're, they're just going around trying to trying to re-establish Hook's... Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, defend his legacy because he's now known as a, a child kidnapper. I don't know. Perhaps perhaps Hook isn't actually an, indiv- an individual. It's more a... An ideal. It's like the so Dread Pirate Roberts. Is that yeah, so it, it can be anyone, Hook basically. Hook started off as the Dread Pirate Roberts and he lost his way. Yeah, so essentially Hook can be whoever takes on the role. So it's almost like it's like a costume you put on. But no one's figured that out. It's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, right, awesome, right. I don't there's, actually know who the Dread there's Pirate a fan Roberts theory. is, but go on. There's a fan theory. It's actually not a fan theory. It's like this, this like eight-year-old kid or something came with this theory and it just blows my mind. Is that Fred Savage in the film Princess Bride, you know, he's being read this book by yeah. his... Yeah, by his granddad, Peter Falk. Yeah. Um, and he says, but you'll come back tomorrow. And he says, yes, I'll read it again. Uh, read me the story again. And he says, as you wish. And this eight-year-old kid sort of finishes watching this thing and says to his dad, oh, so he's the current Dread Pirate Roberts and tomorrow he's going to come back, read him the story and give him the mask and hand on the legacy. And it's like, okay. Hmm. <laughs> blows my mind. So it's actually reading his family history. Wow. So actually, that down. is really, really insightful. An eight-year-old, you said. An eight-year-old. Wow. Okay. Could be younger, I don't um, But anyway, yes. We're going on. So the, these guys are trying to re-establish the legacy of Hook. Mm. Um, or to defend the legacy of Hook. And they're going doing it by doing piratey things. Hence, there's been widespread destruction. The police are quite, for some reason, angry about. Maybe badgers are just generally angry. Who knows? But you decide. It's the beauty of, of inspectors. You decide whether badgers are angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So what are you going to do with this information? Guys, I've talked to the Thai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's recommending we don't take this job. We don't take this job? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not sure we're not allowed. I'm not even sure if that's an option because you know upper management, uh, you know, allocate stuff to us. So yeah, put a lot of money into new tech. Why? Okay. Why is your tie thinking we shouldn't take this job? I kept it to the internet the other day, and it said we shouldn't take it. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I. Mm, I'm not quite. Mm, okay. Your tie connects to the internet just now. It does. That not. sounds like a technology roll. It roll, taught, roll me that dice. <laughs> it taught me through the process. <laughs> roll technology. That's a three die roll for you. Yeah. Three dice. Five. Five. All right then. So you're actually going to gain a pertinent fact from this, from this Thai's internet connection. A personal fact. A pertinent. Oh, fact. pertinent fact. Basically, now my Thai has been connected to the internet. It's been slowly gathering a lot of information about Narnia. It's read all the Narnia books. It's read all the, all watched all the Disney films. And it starts to correlate like all the ongoings that all the jobs that other teams have been on, and it's recommended. Your, your tie's not called Skynet by any chance, <laughs> is it? I'm, I'm just getting slightly worried about it. It does have tie. a sky pattern on it. Become self aware. So it, it's just told me that we just shouldn't take it. I'm it's based on good information, but you won't tell me what information it is. Okay. But we, we're obviously going to have to take it, are Because we've. As, as I was about to say, as team leader, I, I have to make decisions about this, and as convincing an argument it is coming from the only been with us for two weeks new starter and his talking tie I'm going to have to go with the management on this one and just say we're just going to have to you know suck it up and I agree with you boss I really do I just thought it worth mentioning alright okay, fair enough so what are you doing I think the best course of action is to go check out this house because if nothing else if they keep on seeing this dread ship going past uh, sorry the, the Jolly Roger going past it might be a good place to kind of like settle like a, to spy on it and you know what we're looking for? Stakeout. Stakeout, yeah. yeah. Right. Set up a stakeout. You know, we can, you know, get your weather balloon set up to get some readings on it and right. stuff, so. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go on a stakeout? Yeah. Yes. Are we all going on a stakeout? The three of you in a car? In this pervert car? <laughs> for the benefit of the audio. Oh, God, yeah. Someone please explain this car. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Basically, we have installed. A GPS in our car, but it also it locates any woman in a twenty meter ra- radius. Well, it's actually any anyone who's topless. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, anyone who is topless. Yeah, it's, it's not gender discriminate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a gender neutral. Uh, yeah, anything that's topless, any any, any man or woman who's, who's topless and responds with very loud sounds. Yes. Yeah, but with it being Narnia, it just essentially keeps on picking up all the forms and not. Really, anything of any kind of like interest in topless forms aren't or are interesting to you. The hell, man. Well, you know, the audio you know, can't pick up my look of disgust to this fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see that flagrant that... racism, speciesism. Well, not not so much that. I mean, you know, although, although you know, I I am known as the gigolo who gives the best blowjobs. That was very much on a professional level. On a personal level, that kind of thing doesn't really float my boat. It's <laughs> all about the job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you're all going out on this stakeout. Tell me what you're going to do. I've turned up in all black. Like I, I've got like a chain of clothes, even like a balaclava. Mm-hmm. Like all, all, all black. Just in case you have to get out of this yeah, car. Yeah, car. <clears throat> I would say I've, all, 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 I've also blacked up, but, <laughs> but it's probably not. I think you can black up if you like. You put a camo on. <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing, Adam? I did the obligatory go to the storage ca- uh, cabinet to see what 
kind of like surveillance gear we can pick up. So that sounds like a technology roll. Yep. Six. Awesome. Because that's uh, that's resources, you don't get any franchise dice, but describe to me the awesome surveillance kit you get. There are two things about it that are awesome. Okay, so it's a it's a completely self-contained briefcase, and it's got um, it's like metal with all like all the chrome edges and stuff, the kind of thing like a nice kind of like a good CIA kind of guy would carry around with them. Uh, it's got loads of kind of like excellent kind of like a wide variety of stuff like the, the thing you hold up with the dish on it that allows you to hear night vision goggles, you know, little trackers and bugs you can put on stuff. So it's a full kit. And the absolutely outstanding thing about it is. Um, you can the table. see through walls <laughs> so, and, and people's clothing. So, so it's got so it's got what? So it's also got like a magical. So it's technology, but it's also got a magical edge to it, which allows it to do some things that yeah. you shouldn't be able yeah, to really, it, really it, do. It is a combination, the best of technology and the best of magic. Okay, so we can either get it, and we can get it to switch through, like how many layers it, it can like see through. But You're just it, obsessed it, with seeing through, seeing through, and like seeing people's boobs. That's, yeah. that's all it is. You came up with a car. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we've got this completely fantastically self-contained kit, and not only has it got all the benefits of a technology, it's got magic buffs as well. Cool. Spy stuff with magic. Yeah. Excellent. So you can see three walls, and it's got all the regular spy stuff. So we can pull that out anytime. All right. Mm-hmm. You prepare anything for this, uh, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I've taken along the uh, the, the the weather balloon with all this... Um, nice incognito. <laughs> uh, which is, I've kind of tried to uh, hide within a tree to next to next to this building, but it is bright orange, so... I'm, I'm going to say that's going to be uh, athletics for you to try and hide that. How many got in athletics? One. One. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Terrible! I hose you. Okay, you think you've done this awesome job of hiding this. However, what you've actually done is um, is tied a bright white and orange striped weather balloon to a tree, and it's floating just above the tree. It's also the tree that you've parked your surveillance <laughs> car under. <laughs> so it basically, says spies are here. Can it actually say spy? I spy or. <laughs> Inspectors, <laughs> it's, it's, of course, it's branded. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got a bit. For... <laughs> yeah, okay, it's so got a tannoy attached to it or some shit. But you think this has gone out absolutely fine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, who's to whom what now? You're on this. You're on this stakeout. So we have to. We have to try coming up with things as uh, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven franchise dice left. I'm messing okay. around with the um, device. I can see through walls and stuff in in, in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't seem to be having very much. Well, let, let the dice decide that. That's going to be um, what do you reckon? Technology or academics? Both for three anyway. But I reckon I could technology. Yeah. Three will do. Yeah, that'll do. Roll them. Roll them. Ones. Shit. You've got five. Oh, five, got five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. yeah, that's that's what you're looking for. All right. Um, <clears throat> so it's good. Do you describe the result? You gain one franchise die, so you get one franchise okay. die. As I'm dialing it like this, uh, going depth and width and stuff, I at the house, I've knocked it slightly, and it's t- it's turned, and I've and and the ship goes past, but I can see through it through the ship's hull. And I can see that there's 
the crew on deck and under underneath the like like in the, in the cargo hold there's like hundreds of of, of people in like in, in chains underneath that and it's going west and I'm like guys guys and then I actually knock it and it goes back to its original setting which is seeing through tops <laughs> <laughs> is that just the default yeah and, default default and I'm going it's looking at you too and I'm going oh god <laughs> Tom's got tits Tom's got tits <laughs> on his back do I want to get that check out so you okay? So you found out that the uh, the Johnny Roger is actually passing by, yeah. And you, you completely missed this, but it was in front of the house that you were watching, whatever. But you sort of look through the house, you see the Johnny Roger, and it's yeah, it's all there. Okay. So are, are you going to let people know this? And I, it, it's flying through the sky though, so that I, I'm having the difficulty of how do we get on this thing? And we've got a weather balloon. A weather balloon. Can mm. it support us? Yeah, they, 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 if you roll enough, it'll do. <laughs> these things go into the stratosphere, don't they, or something? So mm. they've got to be. And they climbed down here in the last game. Yeah. To them, and that yeah. held me. So. How do we fly it though? I mean, has it got like, like little engines on it and stuff, or can we can control well, that it? That can be something. This like... sounds very much like a technology roll. Uh, uh, who's in command? Tom, it's your balloon. Yeah. yeah go on. Technology. How many have you got? Three. Three. Roll them. Five. Five. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So I'm going to say, uh, yes, uh, you, you can manage to... It will support all of your weight, um, but you tell me what's going on here. So what's uh, what's going to happen here? Well, I've kind of, uh, with all the money that I got from selling the story to the news channel, I've kind of um, improved the, the weather balloon a bit. It's still bright orange with the, with the, the name of the brand going around. But it's kind of got, um, like... Helicopter blades like a drone has, you can kind of lift it up with the remote control really easily. But I've also improved it a bit where I've got um, a ladder which we can both we can all climb up, and I've also got some like netting capturing devices which we can lock onto the ship to maybe stop it in the midair, mm-hmm. dive on. Sounds like a plan. That, that, that sounds pretty complicated. That might not all go to plan <laughs> for a five. <laughs> Not a six. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff for a five. Um, so that, actually, that that was all resource, and that didn't gain you any franchise dice. So what I'm going to say is that uh, you're all hanging on to this thing. Um, everyone, make me an athletics roll, please. Oh god. <laughs> two. Okay, so the fours you get to hang on for the two. That's bad. Yeah. Suggest so. something bad. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's not um, bad enough, I'll suggest. <laughs> okay, so as we're flowing up, there's a there's a gust of wind. And I lose my grip on it, uh, and I fall off, and luckily my foot gets caught up in some of the rigging, but because of the way in which I fall, it there's, there's if I've not broken my ankle, there's definitely a sprain going on. Okay. I'm gonna so say, I'm kind of like hanging from this rather painful ankle at the second. I'm actually, I'm actually saying not quite bad enough. Okay. What I'm going to say is that you're going to fall, mm-hmm. your leg will tangle, but it'll trigger your narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're now, at the end of this rope, upside down, asleep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chaps, what are you doing? I'm laughing. My heart's on. <laughs> uh, what's just that? But I'm guessing we land it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get it on the ship. So, But it's moving, so we're, like, we're moving... Trying to land on a moving target without getting seen, so it's just yeah. You've got to not 
knock your um, machine together back on so you can see the ship again. Yeah, so, you can so I, think, yeah, I've, I, I brought the um, like machine, so I'm looking where people okay. are. I'm going to say, uh, so, so you're, you're on the machine. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that's a technology role, but to manoeuvre the thing is going to be athletics. Right, okay, so... So, uh, Mike, do me the uh, the targeting first. Let's have a technology roll. Six, yes. Six, awesome. Tom, let's see how well you get there. Two, oh no. So, Mike, tell me, uh, this is going to be franchise die earning, so tell me two things. I find the perfect place to sit down. Mm-hmm. It's at uh, the back of the Jolly Roger. The captain has, like, a, a, like a, a balcony. There's no one in the captain's cabin. And so it happens to be that Adam is stuck in the rigging just above the um, captain's um, what's it called? balcony. Balcony, sorry. Is it the poop deck? <laughs> Please let it be the poop deck. I'll research it later. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially you're using my um, unconscious body as an anchor. Yes. yes Excellent. Yes. Glad I'm being useful. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that, that, that's our first thing. We know that we're <laughs> going to be landing in a safe place. Um, also... I would say that, that that the second thing is 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 a bit of a, bit of a stroke of luck that you've managed to find an anchor. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Tom, it doesn't go well. It does not bode well for you. <laughs> so, oh, Adam is kind of assisting you on this as an anchor um, <laughs> in his unconscious state, but on a two, um, that's bad. The GM decides your fate, you or you may suggest something bad. I. What's, what's like the prison bit on the ship? Oh, yeah, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> no, that's the kitchen. That's the it? kitchen, yeah. I, th- I think just just cells or whatever. They probably wouldn't even have the brig. Yeah, the brig, that's the brig. brig. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I remember that from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I fall. I, I land on the ship, but uh, I break. I land really badly. Just go through the floor and I just land in this dark brig um, and I'm suddenly surrounded by some of the the pirates on the ship who suddenly realise they've, <laughs> they've got a visitor. Alright, that sounds very much like a, let's see, how many stress die are we going to roll for that? <laughs> Alright, I'm going to say uh, this is a pretty much, you, you know that, that moment I call it the owner second as in, oh no <laughs> just, just when you, you realise you're about to walk into a lamppost or you're, you know, you're, your car is about to hit that wall and there's literally nothing you can do about it but that moment seems to stretch for ages while the bottom drops out of your world you know, it's like yeah. um, the owner second hits you so I'm going to say that's a three die stress roll <laughs> can we get a stress roll yet roll it uh, roll it again that's a one. Oh, no. Yes. Tell me how you lose your shit in this in this uh, brig surrounded by pirates. <laughs> or you can have it suggested if you like. Strangely, there's a piece of pork on the floor. <laughs> I go over pork. to it <laughs> and I just start stroking it, crying. <laughs> 
is this like a, a company mandated thing? For the audio, this is exactly what Mike started to do when he wigged out in the last one and found some pork and started stroking it. Is this, is this how Inspectors International teaches it? It's like, okay, right, if, if, if you lose your shield of job, don't worry, just find some pork. It'll be fine. Clark, emergency bacon. Yeah, ba- bacon makes everything better, so, you know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you wig out and do it, and, and just and you just there's this there's this pork out there. It's actually uh, it's a pork chop on the plate of one of these jailers. All right, yeah. so it's one of these guys doing jail jail time here, uh, or doing his his, his duty, his turn, yeah. uh, just, guarding these prisoners. He's he's, ha- he's having a, a nice pork chop or something. And he just decided to stroke it. Weep and think of better times. <laughs> Okay, so he's he's gonna stand up and he's he's gonna immediately just. <laughs> I think I think you've taken him by surprise, falling fall through the hatch and kind of bit. So he's not immediately gonna start thrashing you. So we will cut to the no longer comatose Adam, who is in some rigging. Roll me a two die stress roll, please. Waking up in rigging. Three. Three. Oh, uh, Tom. By the way, you've got to lose three dice okay. from whatever skills. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. So three, yeah. Three. All oh, mm. right. Uh, three on a stress roll is you are stressed, lose a die from appropriate skill. Um, you'll be athletics in this. Yeah. Case, okay. I think. So, uh, I'm knackered because I've got nothing left. If you're on zero again. Yeah. Having a dump stat not working out for you? No, not really. Okay. So, so describe your your situation. Uh, so I wake up all baffled and confused in this rigging and start thrashing around trying to get myself out of it. Um, Manage to untangle myself and I'm on the, the balcony was it that, that I landed okay I turn around and see there's a big hole in the floor and think oh let's not walk down that so I kind of like scoot around that not realising that you've fallen down it being a little bit out of touch and have you are you in the cabin I'm in the cabin yeah I think I'll be in the cabin so okay. you, you dropped in on the captain no, they, well, they, 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 there was no one in there wasn't there oh I see so yeah, no one's taken over yeah. so I, I mean in there yeah I now realise at this point that in our kind of like passion to crack on with this that we haven't got our cool elven space weapons out of the back of the car. So I start looking around at the walls to see if there's any kind of like cutlasses or pistols on the wall that I can kind of like use. So, and I find a, uh, a sort uh, of... That, that will be an academics. Ah. Don't tell me what you find until the dice tell you, motherfucker. That's an explicit tag. Right there. Mm-hmm. Six. Maybe you do. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you can. All right. We're going to say that, because uh, you two are in the, sort of the same area, these two facts are going to have to bring both of you together so you, co- you can collaborate on all this if you like. Okay. okay. So it can be something that, that either of you finds or notices or whatever. I think Hook's gear is on a mannequin, and I've put it on. Oh, nice. Okay, so you are currently dressed up as Hook. Yeah, and I, I come out the shadow, and you think... Hook has come back to life because I share an eerie, eerie, um, eerily like, like Hook in being my dad. You actually think like, I come out stagger, staggering. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, not realising that it's you initially, I um, spy these two rather nice looking, kind of like elaborate cutlasses on the wall. Two of them. And I uh, die for them and I. Pull them off, and thankfully they're not like nailed on or anything, or that <laughs> the comical thing where you pull them off, and they're still both attached in a cross. Um, so they come off, so I've got one in each hand. And I'm about to round on you, thinking it's you, and do you want to tell, tell me to stop? This would be a good time. I, I shout on guard. 
because I'm just so stuck in the moment, <laughs> and I actually we start fighting. <laughs> so you're so you're, so I so I'm going at you with a cutlass in each hand, and yeah. you're defending yourself yeah, with I, your hook. With my hook and that and my blunderbuss thing, my my flintlock piss. I'm, I'm like stopping them like this. Right. Okay. All right. While well, all this is going on, so this 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 is going on on the main deck. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so we, overlooking, we, we crash, crash the captain out. thing, and we're, and we're just um, going at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just fencing away, and I'm laughing madly. <laughs> you fight like a cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, tell me what you're doing in the brig. So this this is actually going to go off. This this um. We have our two fights yet. This pirate. Oh, those are your two fights. This this is uh, you, you've got to solve this in two dice now. Okay. You've got two oh, dice left. Uh, so Tom, you are uh, in the brig. And this pirate is off, uh, looking up at you like, what the hell's going on here? Um, as you stroke his pork. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. So, so, uh, he, he's gonna start drawing his colours and then he starts hearing the sounds of fighting on the, the deck. So how, how are you gonna take advantage of this situation? I'm going to, well, as he turns around, he's like, with the, the crashing noise, he's kind of startled even more than, he's, he's having a bad day <laughs> with all this happening. So he turns around and while he's doing that, I quickly pick up one of the plates from the table and just smack it on his forehead. That sounds like an athletics roll. What, you got an athletics? Yeah. Do you want to spend anything from the uh, the resources there? You've got, you got plenty in the gym card, you've got three on the gym card. Yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, two, oh, you've got two there? Yep. Yeah, Six. Six. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, because you haven't joined up with the fellows yet, we'll give you one franchise dice rather than two, rather than closing this out. So tell me how it is you are going to um, save the day down here. Well, where the ship has been moving, the uh, weather balloon has come down. I can see the rope. So I can get back up onto the um, the main deck. And I'm like, guys, stop. <laughs> Somebody think of the children. <laughs> Yeah. So and then I just I get in get in between you. Luckily I don't get stabbed or shot and I just push you away and then just pull the hook hat off you and the fake beard and the and um you suddenly realise that <laughs> we're all in we're all on the ship and you've been trying to kill each other for the last five minutes. Okay. All three of you now, between you, have to earn one franchise die to bring this to a close. So what are we gonna do to fuck shit up in here? Right. You thought I was the, uh, the hook. Yeah. I was hook. I put the costume back on and I pretend to the rest of the crew that I'm hook and I get them all to release everyone and then. So that sounds like a contact role. How are you two going to help him with that? Or how, or how are you going to help him with that or say bring down the ship or whatever? Whatever it is you're going to do. I can't believe I'm about to suggest this, but I. Obviously, this is a sailing ship full of sailors. Who don't get to see much in the way of women. So using my world-renowned <laughs> skill at blowjobs, I offer to satisfy any member of the crew in a way of getting them to be on our side. You know, getting into their good graces. So you're, you're Hook's new <coughs> cabin boy. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're going to service the crew. There's even a cabin boy outfit in there. That sounds like another contact role. No. So on, what are you doing? There's a few who don't really want those services and don't, are not really interested. <laughs> so um, I just use the uh, net rope from the, the weather balloon just to trap them. So we've got all bases covered. Okay. So we're essentially we're, we're, we're facilitating a, a, a mutiny on this boat to take over it and be in charge. Yeah. But they think that he's actually the captain come back. Mm. 
and you're going to take care of any dissenters. All right, so Tom, in fact, so let's let's go around. So, so it's in my head. Yep. I've said I'm the I'm the, the Hulk reincarnated, and as a way of you know celebrating me coming back, I've brought a male gigolo who's going <laughs> to suck you all off as a. So, well, you said you were going to release the prisoners as well. So you're going to release the prisoners, but in lieu of booty, you're going to give them booty. booty. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Tom is going to. Tom's like your enforcer. Are get forced into a net. <laughs> exactly. Tom's the enforcer. They're pirates. They're used to that sort of thing. All right. So, uh, Mike, roll me a contact roll. Oh God, I hope this. How much have you got in contact? Three. So we've got all three dice, damn you. No, no, sorry, one. 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 Do you want to take anything from the business card? For yeah, uh... I think I do. Okay, business card. You've got three in there. Oh, don't take them all because I think I'm going to be doing a contact. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of contacts okay. in a second. So, <laughs> roll, roll two more dice. Right, okay, two more dice. Hammer. Sixes. Sixes, oh. yes. Okay, it goes off without a hitch. They absolutely believe you are Hook. Adam, is this going to be a contact or athletics? Athletics. It, it's, it, well, I have zero talent in athletics at the second, so contact. I uh, so it's like contact, to... and you get to throw in your acting, um, sorry, your local specialist skill in there. Okay, so you get so another die. Another die, excellent. So how many are you rolling? Two. Um, six. Yes, excellent. He's really good. You love mm. the cock. <laughs> <laughs> Gobble that up. Oh, God. <laughs> Two at a time. Never know that was not I'm, actually... I'm never letting you pick my talent ever again. I should probably get checked. Yeah. <laughs> it pays to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, tell me how you're dealing with these centres with a athletics roll, please. Oh, it's Ooh. a one. Okay. Um, so uh, these guys are going to put up a fight. I'm going to make you roll a three die stress roll for that, please. <clears throat> Well, <laughs> it's a one. Yeah, yep, yep. One is your lowest. We'll take that. Okay. Um, so these guys are not having any of it. Um, tell me how you fuck this up. Uh, well, the netting comes to a drop on them. They've, they've got swords. They don't care. They just cut you off. <laughs> and then briskly force me to walk the plank <laughs> onto the roof of our. Automobile. Onto the roof of your car. <laughs> All right, lose three dice. Uh, so that is the end of the adventure. We're going to do clean up. <clears throat> so within clean up, um, I want a count of how many dice each of you lost. So, Adam? One. You lost one die. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making you roll enough stress, obviously. Nope. Zero. Zero for Mike. Fucking hell. Tom? Six. Six. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Uh, that is going to qualify you for a whole week off. So tell me how how is it you spend your week off? In a full body cast. <laughs> <laughs> a week, just a week. It's not to heal anything. It's just just for fun. It's recreation. It's relaxing. <laughs> full body cast retreat. Yeah, actually, I spend a week in the triage in the in the car garage, trying to get separated from the car. <laughs> a week in triage. 
Triage is where they figure out what to do. Well, this was the NHS, yeah. But triage is where they, they figure out what to do with you. Mm. <laughs> they spend a week sitting there scratching their heads going, how do we deal with this? Yeah. <laughs> Mechanics, not this. How, how do we separate man and machine? <laughs> <laughs> Once they do it, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Someone comes up with grease. We need grease. It's on the grease. So on a loss of one, you get uh, one day off. I use that day to go to the uh, sexual health clinic <laughs> and get a full blood workup. <laughs> you get your certificate done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Turns out these are pretty clean pirates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're Disney pirates, so you know it's all good. <laughs> all right, and we have one last thing to do, which is name the episode. Captain Cook become no Captain Hook become no oh, no that doesn't work. Captain Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I like that. I'm just trying to work. It's not quite complete. Ship of Wet Dreams. It's got Captain Hooker is is perfect. It just needs something to finish it off. I was going to say Adam does Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Adam does Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle: The Adventures of Captain Hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what happens on the pirate ship stays on the pirate ship. I think I'd like to think that I actually spent quite a long time sailing the seven seas with my new pirate. Oh, is, is that how you recuperate? You yeah. get in touch with your inner pirate. Okay. You don't need to recuperate. You lost zero. <laughs> you are fine. What you're doing is just moonlighting. Moonlighting yeah. as a pirate, as Hawk. <laughs> All right. So that's inspectors. Inspectors is owned by Memento Mora Theatrics, and all rights are reserved. Intro music was The Telltale Hound by Louis Barabbas and The Bedlam Six. If you have any comments, feedback, criticisms, hate mail, all of that stuff, uh, just get in touch with us on swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mm. There you go. Um, the difficult thing to keep track of is like the um, when to do your starting roll, um, because you can do that in advance. But on these little sheets that I've got, there is, um, on that one, the story list. So you can go through those the, the elements of the story. And whenever you're starting to get lost, you're thinking, this isn't going anywhere. Think, right, next step, do that. Okay. So, and the player's rules are all on the back as well, so you don't necessarily need to be explaining stuff all the time. That's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's different to other uh, like D&D, where you actually have to emphasise your action and actually describe what you did. It's... it's being limited to four dice and to actually turn rolls, that, that's really weird. I yeah, I mean, I think in a way um, it helps with D and D as well. In that, when you're um, when you're describing stuff you're going to do on skills and things, you often go on this huge sort of rant about how, how you're going to do this. It's going to be awesome here, and also, but this really sort of ingrains in you. Wait to see what the dice tell you. Yeah. And then decide what it is you do. If you think, think you do this really cool thing, you say, "Well, I'm going to make a dexterity check or something, or I'm going to make an acrobatics check." Yeah. And if you roll high, you tell me you do all these awesome somersaults and things. And if you roll low, you tell me that you try and do those awesome yeah. somersaults and fail. But with these, say, like, right, okay, I actually did. I have to now think of something really fucking mad, don't you? Because usually you always want your character to be wanting to do the best things, don't you? But when you mm. actually roll a one and you have to actively describe a shit point in the story how you fucked up it, it kind of goes against yeah. the grain well I think um, if, if you're going to make a roll if you're going to say you're going to do something I think it, it bears in mind thinking what role is it I'm about to make so I want to do this thing what role is that 
Okay, and then you can suddenly think, what's the good, what's the bad with that? And I think open it up to the, the floor is a really good idea. If you ever start feeling on the spot at all, you know, at any point during during the proceedings, you can just go, right, open it up. That'll last, yeah. Yeah. Or just have it standard so that everyone feels like it's fine. Because there's a certain amount of standoffishness, I think, with people. Because, I mean, Adam and Tom have played this before a couple of times. So you're happy suggesting things, but there seems to be like this, like it's a very English politeness about I don't want to jump in on someone else's role. Yeah. Mm. But I think it's much more collaborative storytelling. Mm. Yeah, so, so you know, um, even if they're not having problems, it's funny. Just come up with something. Mm. You have to take it. But the person who rolls a die kind of decides what's canon. You know what I mean? I think what was really done well when we were doing talents and faults, the other person determining that person's yeah, yeah. talents yeah. and faults, because it's really difficult thing for the per- for you as a person to go. Well, I want to be really good at this, and I want to be really bad at that. But I think the other person goes, right? You, look, you know, you're fucking blowjob king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a really way, really good way of doing it. Um, that's that's something I didn't make up myself. That's that's not in the core rules. Um, that was um, on a podcast called Dungeons and Randomness. Every once in a while, they do um, an inspector's show. So they do Dungeons and Dragons 4E. Um, it's a really good story, and, and go listen to it. It's brilliant. Um, <clears throat> except there's no easy jumping in place. You've got to start. Yeah, but yeah. uh, it's all audio as well, so you can you can listen to it at work, which is brilliant. But every once in a while, they do an inspector's thing, and it's so unbelievably funny because they're all just on it. Um, they've got a couple of professional comedians on staff now. Right. Yeah. Did you still think I sent you about those professional writers wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons? Like, oh, yeah, um, I remember you posted. Joe Abercrombie yeah. wants to do it for the, um, the guy who wrote. Um, what's his name? Yeah, but it's a charity auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they did one. Um, so they, they had a hiatus from that for a while, and they came back to it and had a new uh, DM. Um, I don't know, don't even know what you call the, the DM in inspectors. Um, certainly not a dungeon master. But she came up with a, a new rule, which was the fault rule, mm. and she didn't necessarily start rewarding cool dice things like that but that's sort of it, it had to have a mechanic but it was like it's funny so it doesn't need a mechanic it just works and I was finding that on the first games I was running it was like everyone was like oh I don't know what to do with my talent because it means I've got to decide something but my fault yeah I could yeah, I can hand that up um, and it's it's probably the best best rule that do I've seen do you think that, that would work for D&D like if I say actually I want to roll a paladin and Adam will make that character for me well, yeah. I mean, your um, <clears throat> your fifth edition characters all have flaws, so they all have those character traits, and one of them is a flaw. Um, there is a random table to roll on, um, so you can roll on those tables and and do what I do, which is just go, eh, do I like that one? Do I not? It just forces you to make a choice. Um, <clears throat> but if um, if you let someone else decide the flaw, then yeah, or you open it up and you take the one that you like. Um, mm. Because obviously with this, it's you play it for one game and you're done. With that, you have to kind of roll with it. Um, what I'm planning on doing as well is things like um, uh, connections to the story and connections to each other. So everyone in a classic D&D thing is like, oh, you're strangers, you meet in a tavern. No, I'm not having that. I will roll dice and some of you will be related to each other and some of you will have history and some of you will yeah, not get on. That's what I really liked about the Numenera setup in that there was a whole phase of everyone knows somebody in the group by some connection and some people decided to pick what it was and people rolled for it and I ended up being someone's brother and, which completely sent the character that I was kind of developing in a completely just new direction. Yeah. yeah, It goes along with my, my own rule for character creation which is no fucking orphans. 
Yeah. You've got to have family. I need to be able to stab them and twist the knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sorry, you clapped away. Um, or, or even like... Um, oh, you can keep that. I was just going to bin those characters. Just single use. So, um, like as a DM, nothing nothing is better ever than having all these you know, characters who have got this awesome backstory and it said, you know, how their character was raised and what all the history is and whatever, basically taking away a lot of the stuff that the GM can hose them with. Because that's how a lot of people write it, is to write something neutral enough that the GM can't hose you. Um, I think that but, proved but, today, that game, that having not stuff not well thought out actually exposed, really made it a lot more fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think Inspectors is valuable for anyone role-playing because it teaches you that failing is fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, it's the, the comedy comes mostly from the failure and the stress rolls and wigging out and, and not doing well because you do well, you roll sixes all the time, okay, problem solved, right, let's move on. But it's the failures that make it interesting. And if, you, if, you, if you're looking at podcasts, then I suggest a podcast called Rusak Gamers. Rusak Gamers. You'll yeah. have to post these on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll post them up. But um, the Rusak Gamers are very much the case. So what what they do is they for about a month or so they'll play one system, switch to another system, different um, setting, different games. It's all short stories, um, but enough to get a, a good narrative. Yeah. Um, and they don't tend to come back to them um, at all. So you don't get like a through line. But they're all really orientated on the story, and they're all kind of looking for the failure. They like the failure, and that's. Like, like with DNA, especially 4E, it's what I absolutely loathe about 4E is that failure is bad and everyone hates it because you've got all these powers and it's really cool and you're looking to do these powers and then you roll and it doesn't work. And you go, oh, well, that's the end of my turn. Mm. But they take more story based systems, uh, so it's your D12, and they. <laughs> nice catch. And they run with it. Um, so a failure means something. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you just don't get to do that thing. It means that maybe you do get to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. It doesn't work out how you intend it. Or, for example, um, I'm, I'm intending to use some social combat rules that are um, optional rules in, in D&D 5A. But there's things like, um, yeah, you can win this social combat. You can convince this person to do the thing they don't want to do, but that might irreparably damage his ability to do things. Or your relationship with that person. Oh, yeah, right. to, that, to that extent, like, um, like say you fail, completely, you roll a one on convincing this person to do this thing. They'll do it, but they never want to see you again. Do you know? So that's a contact lost. It's maybe a family member alienated. It's something, you know, something that is going to affect the story later. That's and what that's what I like. It's not something, a failure that gets thrown away. It's something that then something that hangs around in the story. Yeah. That's what I like about the dice system in the Star Wars system as well. In that, although it's not quite as intuitive because you, you create a dice pool and therefore it's more complicated because you've just got a lot of dice going on. But once you've cancelled it all out, you can utterly fail in what you're trying to do, but something really good happens as a result of, likewise, you can totally succeed, but your gun blows up in the process, and yeah, you nail that guy right in the forehead, but your gun fizzled out, and it's like, shit, he's dead. Yeah, that's the last time I'll be able to use it. Yeah, so all that kind of stuff. So, it, and, what it, and the way in which they describe it in that system, which is what they're trying to do with all this, is the fact that they're not really kind of like mechanic dice, they're n- narrative dice. They're helping you tell the narrative of the story, not yeah. just telling you what does or doesn't happen. I think this game, for someone who hasn't played a lot of uh, role-playing games, it is a real life you know, to actually listen to people what they're talking rather than you being really insular and thinking oh what am I going to be doing next to actually listen to the person next to you and actually interact with them mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, I think 
Well, it's a good skill to learn as well for role playing, and I, I and guarantee that you, yeah, you'll 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 it makes you enjoy it better, but you'll also bring it to a five E game, um, and you'll you'll see your outlook on on how to deal with the, this these sorts of things changing um, <coughs> as a player. Um, I'm still recording, but this is good audio, so um, uh, good little discussion. So we'll call it there.